Hi, this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. This weekend, we're offering five conversations from Season 3, Episode 44, our preview of the Parish Nash and Naples Summit conferences, plus from The Vault, a section from our 2021 Paris Nash Review episode. Before we start, I would be remiss not to express condolences and sadness over the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Like nine-tenths of the world population, she was the British monarch from the day I was born until now, and always felt to me like a source of stability and good measure in a rapidly, chaotically transforming world. Now she belongs to the ages, where I suspect history will treat her with kindness and respect, and our friends in the UK and the Commonwealth and everyone in the world who loved and respected her will have her memory with us. And on to discuss the conversation. This conversation runs through the Paris Nash program in chronological order to pick up points of interest. Louise had discussed two of the papers in the first session, but the third from Oksana Dropkina and the Russian Federation on training a broader set of healthcare professionals in assessing metabolic disease. That's a mouthful. Caught all of our attention. We digress a bit, but one point was that having a cardiologist on the panel would be in and of itself a great addition because, as Rachel notes, organs don't exist in silos. Also, Louise expresses the hope that this session will tell us how to work better with allied health professionals. At that point, Rachel asks a great question. What do we hope to get out of the session on integrated approach and how will that move the field forward? Joran goes first. He hopes to learn where we lose our patients because, as he notes, most are lost and helps to pick up on how to treat liver patients better and think more holistically about them. Louise agrees and hopes we can move that kind of thinking earlier in the patient diagnosis and assessment process and also maybe out of the hands of specialists to primary care and to allied health professionals. I concur as well, hoping we can draw tight enough links between liver and other organ diseases that those links will motivate other specialties to think liver when they act as well. So without knowing exactly what each session will cover, the group looks at the FNIH presentation Thursday afternoon to ask whether it will be a discussion of siloed or single organ inquiries or something broader. And as the session ends, we start to talk about the basic science session. Paris Nash provides some of the strongest scientific content found in any conference, coupled with an innovative look at fatty liver disease in the context of world health. This conversation touches on what might emerge as some of the high points of that meeting. So sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn and Facebook discussion groups. The first morning starts with a section called Epidemiology and Public Health. Louise, you've commented on two of the presentations in this section, I guess, Patient Journey with NASH 1 and then the Integrating Liver Under Cardiometabolic Health. I'm intrigued by the third one in the context of what you just said. I don't know anything about Oksana Dropkina, I have to admit, but I don't know how you train the next generation of providers about metabolic health if you focus solely on physicians. Louise Campbell. I think you don't. I think that's the opportunity is that you include allied health and you make it all round. A lot of physicians don't get nutritional input into their course. There's lots of things that could be done within metabolic health. And I agree with you. That was an interesting one. It's the first person from Russia I've seen at any of the conferences. So it, it struck me as interesting from lots of different perspectives. Jörn Schattenberg. Yeah, she's a cardiologist and she's been working on preventive strategies a lot. So her view is going to be very interesting. If I reflect a little bit about the field, I've heard discussions with colleagues that, you know, we're too subspecialized. And if you're only focused on the liver, you're going to miss a lot of the aspects that the patients with NASH are troubled by, or even maybe endocrinologists are a step further here because they look at different organ systems. But still, their concept of liver disease, I think at this time is not to the level where it could be. So there's been some talks about you need physicians to address metabolic health in a broader sense. And that's like a physician's administrative discussion. There's no global metabolist, if you'd like. And maybe she touches that topic. Okay. So I'm going to go back to Monday again, recency effect, right? But if you remember the discussion we had on Monday, 
about the Legend trial. Naeem talked about what a good idea it was to combine with an SGLT2. Mazin said, well, gee, if you did a GLP-1, you'd get more weight loss. And my immediate reaction is yes, but less effect on cardiovascular system metabolic. I think, I mean, that tension on this podcast goes all the way to Donna Cryer looking Vlad Ratiu in the eye over video six months into the podcast and saying, if I'm dead, I'm dead. I don't care if it's my liver or my heart that kills me. But I think there is that tension around how much of NASH are we thinking about in a holistic metabolic sense versus how much do we pay lip service to that, but really focus on the liver. And in that context, I think cardiology and nephrology might be really good places to go because that's where so much of metabolic disease plays out. So I'm delighted to hear that she's a cardiologist who's worked on preventive. That sounds fantastic. It was a great addition to have a cardiologist there and um, it'll be a very interesting session. Rachel Zayas. And then comment on that. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Organs don't exist in, in silos and we need to start addressing the entire patient, not just one specialty. So I'm going to pose a question to everyone here. This is a big overarching ask. So micro and macro. The, the micro question is, what do you hope to get out of this session with an integrative approach between specialties? And how is that going to move the field forward? It's a better question than the ones I ask. So thank you. You're supposed to finish that by saying brave one go first, because that one's going to take a little bit of courage. Brave one go first. Completely. Let me take a chop. I think we'll learn from this session about where we lose our patients, because the journey is not well-defined and most of them are lost. We'll learn that they have comorbidities, specifically cardiometabolic health is poor. We might be able to pick them up there. My hope is to treat liver disease, improve those outcomes, and maybe um, Oksana Trapkina in the end going to educate us on how physicians could be educated better to do a better job than we are in a, a, a current state. But then if I knew all, all the answers about what they're going to talking about, I wouldn't have to go there. So I'm very excited to still attend and listen to their thoughts. I suppose if I'm looking at it, I agree with you on all of that. And I think there was a very good paper. There was a meta-analysis out earlier on this year by Livnat Alon that basically showed on the meta-analysis that fatty liver disease is a direct increasing risk of MIs, ischemic strokes, AFs and heart failure. Can we now ignore that data? We get our liver patients way too late so they die, um, yet they've been in cardiovascular endocrine medicine for 10, 15 years before we get to get hold of those patients. So anything we can do and any light that she can shed on how we can strengthen that learning and take it forward will be most valuable. So we shouldn't need now meta-analysis coming out to prove cardiac link as this one's done this year. Rachel, there's my big ask and then there's my small comment. My, my small comment is, I've said this since virtually we started this podcast, they teach in business school that people do what's inspected, not what's expected. And one of the problems the liver has always had is that nobody knows how to measure fatty liver disease. And I think that there've been a bunch of issues around fatty liver disease, but that's been one of them. So that's my micro. My macro is that the way to appreciate the importance of fatty liver disease is to understand how many metabolic diseases and deaths it contributes to and how directly you can draw those links. Because the more you can draw those links and the more directly, the lower a standard I suspect you wind up having for proving things about the liver itself, because you know it's going to flow out in a bunch of different directions. So if we can draw those links, particularly if anybody can provide data that says, if you see this in the heart, the kidney, wherever, that's likely to be a liver issue or more likely to be a liver issue so that we can start to broaden the context around exactly what this means. That would be fantastic. That might be completely a dream but uh, or a prayer, but uh, however you want to look at it, I think that, that's where I'd love to see this go. Do you have an answer to that question, by the way, Rachel? Yes. So for micro, I, I would love to see some strategies starting with if-then statements in the sense where if a patient has cardiovascular disease, what's the likelihood 
of assuming that they also have fatty liver. And some studies, I know that there's been a lot of studies recently around this. So looking at what to do translationally from those studies to the next step. So that's what I hope to see just being discussed. And then for the macro, it's to take that a step further and to elucidate what actionable results can we take with that information. So those two things. Rachel, might the through path for what you're talking about run through epigenetics? Uh, absolutely. And of course, I, I have a biased perspective as, as we all do here from our, our certain lenses in our specific fields, but it's just an underexplored region of the human genome. It's previously been assessed in oncology and it's starting to ripple into other specialties. So of course with NASH and fibrosis, but this also has implications on renal disease and in cardiovascular disease. So I definitely foresee an integrative epigenetic assessment going forward in these diverse spaces that need to come together. Okay, great. So here's what I want to do. Unless someone has a preference, we've talked a bit about the rest of the morning session already. You already talked about that. Chris and Sorrell and, and, and then Rachel talked about the HIV patients. I want to skip past the histopathology and digital pathology section and go to the basic science lecture that Scott Friedman has given and then the uh, FNIH section that follows that and spend a couple of minutes on what we hope to see, what we believe we'll see, why we're excited about that. I'll start. If you listen to the last 35 minutes of this conversation, you wind up smack in the FNIH metabolic diseases discussion from four to five. NASH, heart failure, beta cell, kidney, all in context. So I think that might be just a fascinating hour in pursuing the path, Rachel, that you just asked us about that we hope we might go down in the course of this meeting. We might see a lot of the promise in that hour. It's just my sense. What this specific section makes me think of, as I was speaking about a little bit earlier, was with patients with HIV, it begs the question of, are the same biomarkers, do they have the same clinical efficacy between these discrete patient populations? So for example, an individual with HIV with NASH and an individual with diabetes or obesity with, with NASH. So what I'm really interested to see from this study is how does that translate between specialties and between patients of various etiologies. So that's one thing I'm, I'm interested to see what the implications of that are in biomarker development, in clinical trial design, because, you know, if you look at a lot of the biomarker development strategies, you see that there's an overabundance of patients with diabetes and obesity and not a good patient population of every other underlying cause. So I'm really interested to see of how this talk is going to translate into stratifying patient populations. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to taking out of this part of the session. Let me add, I think it fuels the idea that we're pretty silent in the way we study the organs. The session starts with the Metabolic Steering Committee focusing on metabolic health, okay? So this is not focused on a certain organ. It's about metabolic health as it's important for the entire patient. And then biomarkers that could be used to do that. Then there are different diseases that are subsumized, liver, half-pef, the beta cells, and kidney disease. And the interesting thing to me is, you know, we're developing drugs in some indications. Some drugs might be more broadly addressing all of them. An example could be a study that was published in the New England Journal on August 27th, a few days ago, the dapaglifosine study in HFPEF showing improved uh, or preventing cardiovascular progression and heart failure. And uh, that's a drug that's probably protective for liver disease too, and obviously has been developed for diabetes and the metabolism. So I think we're going to see an overarching theme of both uh, drugs and 
organs, how they interact, and it's captured very well and nicely in that session. So we're going to one eye on the clock. Why don't we keep moving? I'm going to jump through the industry symposia that start off Friday and the industry corner and go to disease biology and the lunchtime conversation. I have a brief comment only because I'm really interested in the lipogenesis and lipotoxicity, given I'm writing this chapter and trying to do the pathogenesis in seven to 900 words. I know they will use more, but I just want to learn a little bit more. Can we escape it? Because that might cut a section out. But uh, yes, Things like that are interesting to me, particularly at the moment in the biology, the endothelial cells in NASH. I never thought I'd hurt myself say that as a nurse. But you've now transcended nursing, right? Absolutely. Or, or as Serena Williams has put it this week, you've evolved. Evolve, yes. However, that was not where my thoughts were when I was a senior nurse or a matron. And now back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next week to review the Paris Nash meeting. Once more, before we go, condolences to the UK, the Commonwealth, and everyone else around the world who considered Elizabeth your queen. This truly was a loss for the entire world and for the ages. Hopefully, next week will be less tumultuous, easier to deal with. In the meantime, stay safe, surf on. We'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now.